Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and best-selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeshi. Hi, this is Maria Verdeshi, and welcome to Hello from the Other Side. Today, I've got Jody Mitchell with me, and we're going to be talking about how Jody was a bit of a non-believer, and now she is a believer. Hi, Jody. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you went from a non-believer to a believer. First of all, I never was taught any religion as a child, so I didn't have any preconceived notions about what happens when you die there's a heaven or a hell or any of that none of that was taught to me and I wasn't sure but I really had the feeling like when you die you die you know pretty much that's it so you you better make the most of your life right now because this is it Mm -hmm. I did believe in past lives because of I had read about Shirley McLean a long time ago and it made sense to me and I remember telling my mom that my mom and dad would fight a lot, and I would say to my, my mom, you, you two better work it out because you're going to keep coming back until you get it right. And I don't know where that came from. It just came out. So I've always known that part. But having a psychic medium actually communicating with the other side was something that definitely I would not agree with. There's just no way. It was like, that's science fiction. <laughs> I would never believe that. And if I did, I wouldn't tell anyone. So... Meeting Maria has changed that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. I'm I'm honored and happy that evidence has come through to prove for you that your loved ones are on the other side. The evidential would be the things that the psychic medium would not know that only the sitter would know. And the sitter is the client. Right. And that happened to me when I had my first reading. I was pretty sure that there were Maria was communicating with other people, but it didn't, there wasn't anything that really identified it as my mom and dad is like, okay, this is them. So when I did mention to her that I wasn't really sure, she said, oh, well, you said you're going to have to have another reading because I, you know, you want me to feel really good about it. And so we had that second reading. And in, in my head, I'm saying to myself, they better say something that blows me away. Even though I had, been with you enough to know that yeah, I knew you were really communicating, but you hadn't done it with me. So when you started the reading, you said, you had a puzzled look on your face. And then you said, I don't know why they're talking about Stella from a streetcar named Desire. And that just totally floored me because my parents used to call each other Stella and Stash. And that was a family joke. And nobody, I didn't even remember it until it you said that, and it's like, oh, my goodness. So we started off like, okay, they're definitely here. And it was something that I definitely didn't know. And I remember, like, and I wanted to say it really loud, just like in the movie, you know, like exactly like that, kind of like screaming it, which made it even kind of funnier because <laughs> I was sitting there going, what the heck is this? But... You know, when things happen like that, it definitely always makes sense to the client, which it did. It made sense to you. And that was your piece of 
evidence that you needed to know that it was them. Right. Yeah, it set the tone for the whole reading, which turned out to really change my life. It brought me closure with my relationship with my mother. You know, she had passed away about two years ago, and we weren't really on the best of terms. We weren't as close as I wanted to be. And she acknowledged that through Maria, that she wasn't really there for me. And she made my life a lot harder than it needed to be. I didn't expect that at all. I never expected from my mom. In her life, she wouldn't say anything like that. And how she said she wanted to say nice things to me, but they got stuck in her throat and that she is proud of me. So I really, as a result of the reading, I have a loving relationship with my parents now that I didn't have before. Um, I really feel loved. I didn't before. And that they're watching over me and helping me. That's a great feeling. And that's an important and great thing to bring up that sometimes people think that their loved one is passed so that they can't work out an issue with them. When I can definitely tell you, I have had many clients go through an issue or a problem or something that they had with their loved one that was worked out. By the end of the reading, it was worked out. And on top of that, at the end, you asked me if I had any questions. And there was mental illness in my family, so it caused a lot of issues. And as a result, I wasn't talking to either of my brothers. I've already lost both parents, so and I was the only one left, so I really didn't have any family. And even though I knew I was better off without my brothers in my life, I felt a little guilty thinking my mom and dad must be up there saying, I really wish the kids would get along, you know, because that's what I would have done. And just and spontaneously at the end, I just said, well, what do you think about me not having a relationship with my brothers? And I was very surprised that they said that the issues I'm having is because of their issues. It's not me. And that. One of my brothers can't face the truth. It's too hurtful for him. So that helped me feel a lot better about where our relationships are, that they could see it too. A big thing in my family was like punishing people, like you're doing this to punish me. And I don't do things to punish people, but I felt like I really did still feel like I wasn't right that we weren't talking. Right. So through that, you were kind of able to work past that and know that it wasn't you? Exactly. Yeah, I always felt like I didn't belong in the family. I was different than everyone else, and I believed for a very long time that things happen for a reason, and I've watched them happen in my life, and I'd, every time something would happen, I'd say, okay, this happened because of that. Um, and I could usually see the progression of why I, what I had to learn from different lessons in my life. So... Some examples of things happen for a reason. I've got a sneaky feeling that you've got a couple good stories in you with that. (laughs) Because people will say, oh my gosh, everything happens for a reason. Or, But the reality is, is that things will happen in our lives. And yes, they will happen for a reason. They're opening doors to other things. So I've got to hear some stories on examples of in your life things happening for a reason I've always wondered I've always believed in um, past lives but why in the world would I choose to have a life with these people I just couldn't understand there's just no reason that I can think of 
because I don't think they were the right kind of people to nurture me. Um, and then what I've come to conclusion is that I am the oldest soul in the family, and I was really there to guide them, even though they didn't listen to me. <laughs> so I did have a purpose, and that made me feel better, because otherwise I would be feel like I picked these people to punish myself or something. There had to be a good reason to be with these people. And um, I was taking some master's degree courses, and there's one course I took really didn't instructor wasn't wasn't really well prepared we couldn't get the books and it was just like you know at the end of the class I said I don't know why I took this class I learned absolutely nothing from this everyone else had taken the prerequisite they're way ahead of me and I said maybe someday I'll find out and a few months later the instructor wanted to interview me for a job because he said he was really impressed how I kept up with the other people so I said, oh, that was the reason for taking the class. And I ended up getting a job with him. So it worked out pretty well. Perfect. So that's a great example of everything happens for a reason. It's funny because even with the kind of mystical way that we met through our friendship was you putting a thing out for a workout partner. You were looking for someone to go to the gym with to keep you motivated. So there would be you and someone else and keeping each other accountable. And I was the person that said, yes, me. And it definitely was, I mean, we had a friendship right away. So it was fun and I could see right away and sit back and laugh and go, okay, yep, there is a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you first told me you're a psychic medium, I. I made a joke about it. I said, well, since you're a psychic, you know we're going to get along. And then you said something. It was either my mother or one of my parents is in transition right now. It was your mother. My mother was dying. And then hearing the stories of how you have other people pass along and what they need to hear really helped me when she. I knew she was dying. And what did she need to hear? What, what does she need to hear to go over and, you know feel at peace and you were instrumental in that helping me to do that oh thank you I always say it's our duty to help our loved ones when it's time to pass over so that they feel at ease and not tied here so much it's for us to help them and make things as easy as we can for them for their next I'll call it a trip for their transition. It just is. It, it's for me, that's very important. It's an important thing in my life. And I knew my mother knew she was dying because she was, you know, semi conscious. She'd wake up, she'd see me, she'd smile, and then she'd look at me and realize I was, that she was dying and she would just start crying. She went from smiling to recognize me to crying, and it was, it really broke my heart. And I needed to tell her that I know she did the best she could. And that I loved her and everything's going to be fine. And hopefully that helped her. So that would be another where things happen for a reason. That was going on in your life at the time that we became friends. Right. And I was able to help you and kind of guide you through that with what your mom needed. Without even knowing it. Just telling me the other stories how you've helped other people. Exactly. And then when I went to visit my mother who... 
was living at her house with my brother, who we don't get along very well. And I came back and told you, I can't believe how terrible the house looked. My mom and dad always kept the house nice and neat. There was trash in the bushes, and it was just embarrassing. And I knew it would be embarrassing to my parents, too. And I just said, I can't believe the house looks like that. And then I don't know where you said, you weren't raised like that. And I just, like, stunned because that's exactly what my dad would say. And I know it was your dad saying it through me because... It flew out of my mouth, (laughs) like, and then you kind of stopped, but it was, it was your dad speaking through me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was nice. And then when I was, during the reading, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had a cat who I was very close with. We were inseparable. She was always in my arms, always had her head on my shoulder and carry her around and I have another cat who isn't as affectionate as her. And during the reading, the cat I have now got up and put her head on my shoulder, which she never does, and was, like, really purring, just like my old I really felt like my old cat was there with me. And um, that's very touching because I've tried to hold her like that. In the meantime, my new cat, and she won't have anything to do with it. <laughs> but during that reading, the cat did. My cat came through. Oh, my God, I love it. I didn't expect that. That's pretty awesome. So what else have you noticed with the kind of moving forward in life where other doors have kind of opened it and you've gone with your gut feelings on things where maybe in the past you wouldn't have, but having a stronger gut feeling on things? How would you say that that's changed, let's say, in the last three years? I know that I'm being guided, and then it's not my mother nagging me. <laughs> She's helping me because in, in real life it would have been a nag. Don't forget this. Don't, you know. So it was a bit annoying, but now I see it as help. My husband and I went to Cuba, and we were at the airport exchanging our money, and was taking a really long time and I was on my phone trying to keep busy then the taxi came quickly and I got up and something told me look back and there was my phone sitting on that bench all by itself I would have never seen it would have been in a foreign country without my phone and I just like thanks mom and she was helping me and you had that gut feeling immediately of you had a like a knowing of that that was your mom telling you oh yeah and since then when things happen to me I think okay she's guiding me this way so just go with it I love it so that's because I I'm big on that and telling people listen to your gut your gut is never wrong so if you're in a situation and it feels off it's off because your gut's not going to lie to you if you're having a conversation with someone and it feels off it's off there's something wrong So then it's listening to your gut and evaluating the situation of, okay, I'm feeling this is wrong, but why is it wrong? And then getting down to the bottom of it. That's happened to me in my professional career. Um, I meet someone and just for some reason, I just had a really bad feeling about them. I don't know what it was. I didn't know them. But uh, one of the people actually had, I lost a job because of him. When I met him, I thought, you know, everything was fine. Um... For some reason, he didn't like me. Something must be a past life or something. But I knew right away. There's certain people when I meet them, and I know 
this is not a good person for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely to listen to that more. And that's good because you are someone that does have great gut instincts. So it's important for you to listen to them. It's important for everybody to listen to them. Trust them. Yes. And you might not always understand it, but trust that it's there. And um, that reminds me of how I felt before I had met you. I had a career and I wasn't able to get a job and I was feeling like a failure. I couldn't get a full-time job in my field. I had to move away from a house. It was just a really bad time for me. And... After I realized about the other side and about my life might just have a different purpose this time. Maybe my purpose isn't to have a career. Maybe I was, I'm here for other reasons. Really brought me a peace of mind that I didn't have before that, okay, you're not supposed to have a career this time. What else is out there for you? Let's see what else we can do. Um, you're not a failure. They had a, a profound effect on me. That's good because you're like far from a failure with everything that you have already accomplished in your life, which is an incredible amount <laughs> that you have accomplished. So I can move forward confidently, not feeling like I have to prove myself or they're going to find out I'm a failure or whatever. Now I feel like they're lucky to have me. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Moving forward for everybody's always so important. It's that getting stuck, and sometimes I'll see it like someone's feet in cement. So either it's they're really stubborn or they're just stuck in life, and that's never a good thing. You always want to keep the energy moving so that new stuff can come in. So it's really, really important to keep the energy moving because we always want new stuff coming in, new doors opening. No matter what stage of life it is, we want to keep that door open. And I, I learned, I used to be very stubborn, as in, I, once I had an idea, I had to follow through with it, even though at one point I realized it wasn't the best thing. I said I was going to do it, so I have to do it. That's one of the reasons we get along so well, is because we always keep our word. So when, if I'm doing something and it's not working out the way I thought it to, was supposed to, I let it go. And I'll say, let's just see what happens. Maybe that wasn't supposed to happen. And a lot of amazing things have open up because of that just leaving yourself open and saying no I said I'm going to do it so I have to do it and then you think about that that's ridiculous who's going to die remembering that you didn't follow through on something at one time I mean it's really not that important so you've noticed that by stepping away from something and saying all right it's not feeling right that other things have opened up from that right definitely like even if I'm driving down the street and I missed my turn, and my old self would be really mad. In my family, that would be like a tragedy in my family. <laughs> she didn't take the right way. So I used to feel really bad, and then I started thinking, well, you know what? Maybe if I went that way, I would have gotten in an accident, and there's a reason I didn't go that way. So that's I constantly am rationalizing and just learning to go with the flow and enjoying my life, slowing down and just seeing what happens. So you probably have less stress. A lot less stress. Because you're able to do that. Right. And how does stress affect our lives? Oh, my gosh. So stress manifests into health. And a lot of times I'll see lines coming out from health where stress has attached itself to maybe a heart attack 
or cancer. So it's really good for everybody to minimize the stress in their lives. And I know for a lot of people that's hard to do, but everybody can do something, either meditate, go out for a walk, and which is very important too, to get outside and breathe the fresh air. Everybody should be getting outside every day to breathe some fresh air and feel that sun. It's, it's important and it makes you feel better. I have, I found a path in my neighborhood now. I used to drive to the gym. It's like, I can just walk out the door, put on some music and just enjoy being outside. And it, it is kind of like a meditation for me. And it's free. It's right there. I mean, it doesn't take any effort. Perfect. Perfect. I did want to share one more thing. Please. At one point, I was clinically depressed. And I did make myself go outside because I knew that was right. But I was at the point where the only thing that made me feel better was the thought of dying. And I had three children. I had a family. And something in me just didn't want that. They just wouldn't allow it to happen. So um, I promised myself if I got through this, and it was even one day when I remember calling my mom over, saying, Mom, I don't, I think I might kill myself today. Can you spend the day with me? I realized that all that really mattered in life, in our life, is how we treat the other people. And I had this really interesting thought that, first, everything is about you. But at the same time, nothing is about you. And if you sit back and watch what's happening, you learn a lot about other people. And being kind to other people is so important. That's the root of our relationship is we're both very authentic. We both really care about other people. And we are both the kind of the people that will do what's right, even if no one's watching. Mm-hmm. We just know what's right and we'll do it. And we have that trust. And if you say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time, um, you are. Or if you can't make it, I know you have a good reason. Right. Jody. thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your stories. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hello from the Other Side. You can connect with Maria and book a reading at mariaverdeshi.com. While you're there, be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers.